So um, I'm going to tell myself a little bit here. I had in my head that Thanksgiving was on the 26th, but it's not a day. It's the Thursday, the right. last Thursday. It's on Thursday. So it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So th- Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Not not this weekend. <laughs> not this weekend. <laughs> We're not doing Thanksgiving on Sunday this year? Nope. Yeah. None of those things always confuse me. So either way, don't look around. I'm not going to look at anybody in the room, so don't judge me. All right, so it is Thanksgiving week, so we are going to talk about gratitude. I'm talking about Grat- being happier. Being happier. You can be happier. You can be happier. Being it, thankful. It would shock you that the secret to your happiness may be found in gratitude. Gratitude. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Studies show that if you are grateful, your mental wellness increases. There's actually um, an article from Harvard Health, and we will put a link to this in the show notes. But um, it is really interesting that talks about gratitude and some of the things that it can do for us. But um, the gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness, and it helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. So gra- again, gratitude is directly directly impacts happiness. Yes. And they every time like and you can find multiple studies about this where people they do these studies on people's experiences, but basically they um talk about you Take the, they had a group of people who like wrote about their daily irritations, and then they have a uh, a group of people who write about like what they're grateful for. <laughs> and um, turns out, people who write about what they're grateful for are happier people. Yeah. So one of the things that the you know the Bible tells us to do is to be grateful. And we you know I think sometimes in when our life when situations are difficult, circumstances don't look what like look good, we tend to, we deviate from gratitude and we go and we choose anxiety. But this part, you know, that part of your brain that also functions with anxiety also functions in gratitude. And so you can't do both at the same time. Mm. What's that? What's that? Uh, I was trying to think about it for my, my sermon this weekend. What, what's that exercise? You, you, you're talking about, um, we're, we're at dinner with somebody and you were talking about how multitasking is a myth. It is. And you had this exercise where um, was it you asked them to count to 10 and then did something, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so you have to, um, and this is like it's in a big room, but like they have everybody run up and everybody like in the group just has to write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 in a row. And then they say, okay, well, the next thing we want you to do is you, you're going to count to 10, but while you count to 10, we want you to write this sentence at the same time. So you have to write one through 10, but you can't write just one, two, three, five, seven. You have to do it like in, um, you have to switch in and out of it. So basically they do, they talk about the same thing happens when you try to, if you tried to do a math problem and read an email at the same time, right? you cannot do two cognitive functions at the same time. So when someone says, well, I'm multitasking because I was folding laundry and talking on the phone, that is not the same thing. Yeah, That's mus- muscle memory. right? And so it's just interesting what we've done is we've said, well, we've made a choice. And you talked about this a couple of weeks ago about we've grooved in neurological pathways. And I love Halloran Hilton Hill has taught us all about this, like how you can groove in 
a neurological pathway toward um, dissatisfaction and anxiety. But if you choose in those moments where you are the most overwhelmed, overcome, frustrated, defeated to list things you are grateful for, you will start to groove in a new neurological yeah. pathway. And that's not that's not like spiritual hope. That's it's called neuroplasticity mm-hmm. that your brain can your brain can groove in new neuropathways, but you have to have breaks. Breaks. Okay. So and I, I, I call it a break. Like whenever you're going down and this is not easy, uh, but like how do you break it? So like uh, and I, I forget, I wish I could remember and maybe that's what it was. It was, you know, you had to count to 10 and mm-hmm. then answer a question like if, yeah. as soon as I asked it or, or whatever it was. But kind of what I'm getting at with that is do we have a way in which we break um, our, our negative or uh, ungrateful thought patterns? And mm-hmm. so I would say that's on the on the reactive side, which we have to be able to react, right? We're, we're, we're not always going to be in great situations, right? So we're going to have to, so I, I want to talk about it from a proactive perspective and from a reactive perspective. And so uh, before we talk about proactive, from a reactive perspective, like what is, what is your, um, your go-to? Like, so if you're, if you, you have, you have negative negativity or ungratitude or whatever, because we all do, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's just part of our sin nature, Romans 3.23, all of sin mm-hmm. and falling short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But again, remember, and, and these aren't these aren't just like these aren't ancient Chinese proverbs. These are these are biblical truths. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin and and negativity isn't necessarily a sin, but whenever you start letting it be negative about yourself mm-hmm. or about others mm-hmm. and it it does well, give birth to sin. You've left, you, you don't forgive because you're continuing to ruminate and relive the wrongs that have been done to you. Rumination is so disgusting, but it's it couldn't be a better, it couldn't be a better um, example or, or, sorry, a better analogy. Yeah. You, you know about like cows ruminating? Mm-mm. Oh, it's disgusting. Prepare yourself. Do not fast forward through this. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm looking right in your eyes when I say it. So when a, ruminating, is when a cow swallows its food, swallows its grass. Oh yeah. Throws it back up, chews on it some more, chews on it some more, swallows it, and it can be up to 7 times. That's called that's what ruminating is. So, if most of us if we think about it, a lot of times what causes our negative our negativity is a lot of times we are disgustingly so Throwing up in our hearts and our minds, Gosh, that's something's so happened to us, and we're just freaking chewing on it. Just, oh, I can't believe they said that, or I can't believe I didn't take up for myself, or I can't believe this, I can't believe that, and we're just. And then by the time, like, I, I've I've done it where I've I've sat there, I've thought about something for ten minutes, and I've my whole day's ruined. I didn't even talked to anybody. Nobody's even said anything to me, and I've just or or even more ridiculous, you you project something that's going to happen in the future. And you're like, oh, and and you're ruminating over something that doesn't exist, right? Which may not be as disgusting, but it it is almost more silly. And so, yeah, but so the the kind of the question is, and you talked about it the last the last podcast is, I would say the break for the reaction we mm-hmm. need to have because you mm-hmm. have to have positive reactions to mm-hmm. get to to break that that neural pathway, break it. And I would say, like, what is the scripture that you have memorized? 
Um, and one, you may have multiple, but one is sufficient, you know? So like, what is it that you go to? Um, and I, I know you, you prepared a lot, but the one that if you said, Hey, what's the gratitude pro- verse that you use? You know, it's, it's, it's Psalms hundred verse four, enter, his, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Well, and Romans, Romans, uh, for me, we did a year. Um, my where my word for the year was peace. Do you remember that? Peace and, like a river. I've oh yeah, it would make like me so mad anytime I was frustrated. Zach would sing that song and do motions. With I've got it. peace like a river in my soul. Yeah, it was. Super I've got good. the great vocals on the last couple podcast. Yeah, it's just my stuff that gets dumped out in here apparently. But um, when I was being unpeaceful, <laughs> but it's Romans six eight, Roman eight six. And it basically talks about when you dwell, what you dwell on. Um, if you dwell on death, six, six, eight, you're yeah. going to get death. But if you wait, if you dwell on things of life, you will have peace. Mm. And so like what you dwell on is literally going to bring you life. And God's word tells us that we are transformed He does change us. So the life and life to the full that we're looking to experience is a result of changing what is happening in our mind. Yeah, and and I believe it's Proverbs eighteen, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, "Power of life and death, and power of the tongue, and those who eat it, those who love it, eat its fruit." Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you. And this is for gratitude. This is the game changer. Mm -hmm. Your internal words count too. Absolutely. So, like, you know, you, I, I know there, there are studies that talk about how many words a day mm-hmm. women use and men use. I don't think there's any studies on how many internal, um, you know, words are used, but I, I know that I have more internal words than I have external words. Um, and all, by and large, all of my external words are pretty positive, uh, just because I know that scripture. Like, I know I'm not, I'm going to be, and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but my internal ones are not. Mm. You know, my internal ones can get negative quick. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I think that's a, a massive um, truth that if if we want to live in gratitude, that that verse, the power of life and death and the power of the tongue, and those who love it eat its fruit, is true when it comes to our internal stuff as well. So, uh, what? So that, that's some reactive stuff. But what are some ways where we can proactively? What are some ways that you personally? What? How can we proactively? Uh, walk in gratitude. So can I talk about what I do with my kids? Mm-hmm. I think this would be helpful. Some would say our kids. Our kids. You're right. Not you would ours. say that, but apparently, you know, it's whatever. Fine, fine. Our children. Um, when there is a lack of gratitude or we are in, um, we're in a frustrated spot. So we used to just, JL was doing... Um, it's just part of a group. It's called Parisi. It was like the speed school. And so the goal was to teach them how to use their body athletically, right? So like how to run the correct way, how to how to use your body in such a way to prevent injury. And in I the say it's all positivity. They're so slow. We our, don't have our first two are not the fastest kids. Maybe something will change, but as of right now, we, we gotta hope they're good at math. Well, they are. Both of them are. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you, Lord. Um JL was really frustrated because she she wasn't faster. She was actually, she was last. And she was so defeated. And she was complaining about how um, slow she was and just speaking all of this like stuff that just wasn't, it wasn't helpful. And so I looked at her and I said, hey, I want you to tell me five things you're grateful mm, for. She loved doing that. It make her so mad. But I, the goal was to teach her 
in the, those moments where circumstances say one thing and your internal dialogue says another thing, I want you to go to the true thing that God has told us to do, which is be grateful, give thanks in all, in all times. What is that, First Thessalonians? All times, mm-hmm. give thanks. We come into his presence with thanksgiving, right, and praise. And so we're going to give thanks. What are we grateful for? Yeah. And it was like, it was a fight to find five things. And sometimes I had to help. Mm-hmm. And I do this with River now. And I do that to myself, not as often as I should. But I'm really frustrated. And I'm like, I need to think about and say, I take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm really mad right now. And I'm like, hey, I'm so grateful. I know my kids are frustrated right now. I am so grateful my quiver is full. What a gift it is. I said it in the car the other night. I was driving home. I was so mad. The kids were just doing all the things they weren't supposed to do. And I just, I said out loud, like, mm, my quiver is full. Thank you, God, that my quiver is full. <laughs> I may not have 100% minted in the moment, but those things speaking truth. That's a Bible verse, if you're wondering. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, it's a kind of an obscure verse, but oh, yeah. praising the Lord that when she says her quiver is full, talking about kids. That I have children. So, yeah. Um, yeah. For, for me, and uh, for, for me personally, I think that it's important to uh, start your day from a place of gratitude. And so uh, I, it, it's part of my quiet time. So the, there's verses that I pray through every day, and I know we've talked about that in the past, but uh, Psalms 100 is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, I was just, as I was thinking about doing this today, um, if, if it's all right, I just want to take a second and like give you an example. So like I'll pray for us, and we'll keep on going. But whenever I get to that, you know, Psalms 104, it says, I enter your courts with praise. Um, and in your courts with thanksgiving. And so so two really two separate things, praise and thanksgiving. So I'll praise God for who he is. So I'll say, God, I'm so grateful that you are the alpha and the omega, you're the beginning and the end, that you love me, you're my savior, you're my friend, you're my protector, uh, you are you are the judge. And I'll, I'll just, I'll praise him for who he, who he is, separate from what I'm grateful for, but praise him. And it me and it does something because and and it helps because you know if I say the same things over and over again, it it actually starts to convict me, not condemn, but convict me a little bit. Hey, I need to learn some more about God, and and and, and then but also seasonally, we have a friend who's in the hospital getting brain surgery. I'm like, guys, you are uh, God. I want to praise you for being a Jehovah Rapha, uh, our 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 healer, and Jehovah Perizim got our breakthrough, and and so just thanking him. I'm just thanking him. I'm just thanking him. Uh, are, are praising him. And then I shift to that thank, thank. So enter his course with praise. I praise him and enter his course with thanksgiving. Um, and when it talks about his course, talking about his presence. And so it's not heaven. Like Jesus said that, you know, we're, we're to see heaven come here and now his, his kingdom comes, will be done. And I think two of the main things that we can do to see his kingdom come is will be done is praise, mm-hmm. praise him for who he is, not one day, but two day, here right now in my life, in my family, in this room, and Thanksgiving. And so then I thank him. I, 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 I always start, I thank him for my salvation. I thank him for my calling. I thank him for you. I thank him for my kids. Um, and you know what? It, it really is. It's helpful. Um, not, I don't let the enemy write the narrative on you. Uh, so not, I would say, I, I don't know. I love our marriage desperately. Not every day is perfect, mm-hmm. but this is a, this is a moment every day where if things are good, if things are bad, it doesn't matter. I take time and I thank God for you. I thank God for the kids. And so like, even if it's neutral, I'm always, every day, I'm putting another layer of gratitude on it. And I th- I really think it impacts it. I think it impacts how um, I view you. I think like whenever I think about you later in the day, like I haven't, 
I haven't not thought about you all day. Like I've thought I'm, I'm grateful for, for you. Mm-hmm. So that's from a relational perspective, but just from a way of gratitude, like I, and, and maybe that feels too mechanical for you. Um, and if you're Rachel's more creative than me, more of a special, um, you know, unicorn of a person, but I would say that I meant that in the most positive, grateful way. Um, but I, it, but it is it is it does concern me sometimes when people don't want to have a, a strategy or a way to work gratitude in their life. You know, right. like, rarely do good things happen on accident. When's the last time you accidentally saved five thousand dollars or accidentally lost those ten pounds or you know it, it just does it just doesn't happen. I don't think that we will accidentally be gra- be grateful um, no matter how positive our natural disposition is. That's true. Sorry, I, had I shifted you right for a yawn. That's oh, what I shifted sorry. you for. My bad, team. Um, so one other way that we think. Are you saying that's that's how good of what I was saying is? Did you no, just I just had a yawn. Gave me a nowhere. yawn, right? I did not have 200 milligrams of caffeine right before I walked in it here. It was 95. Is Jocko. I no, really th- I'm talking about myself in general because a couple, I don't know, like last month, I had so much coffee yeah. and I was like on it. Not enough today. So right, more caffeine for Rachel. More for time. me. Anyway, so the last thing I think that would be helpful, obviously, like Zach is talking about writing, having a gratitude journal might be helpful in your prayer time. Praying is another thing you can do. But one thing that might be helpful is to actually thank someone. So once a day, be intentional to thank somebody for what they do. So you can do that at Kroger. You can do that at the, you know, where you get your coffee. You can do that at home. You can do that at work. You can text a parent who raised you or, you know, whatever. But there is a way for you to actually to breed gratitude in your, even in your relationships. And one of those ways is by thanking people. Yeah. And I, I think that this is a great place, to, great opportunity to be a witness. You know, again, the Purpose Podcast, your, your purpose is to win your world. The other day we went out to eat, and uh, and interestingly enough, our wait our waitress was a transgender um, per, uh, woman, and um, and I, I obviously like in that moment it felt a little bit awkward, um, but then I just decided we are going to be like the most loving table because most likely in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. it, it's not always the kindest you know, uh, greetings. And so I was like, we're going to, we're going to be so grateful. And we're, we're, we, we try to be grateful anyway, but what was funny, I'm, I'm sitting by Valor who Valor is three. He's a wild animal. He's got like the salad all over his face. And the, the person who's, uh, we're one of the places that are cooking in front of you. And the, the, uh, guy's name is JJ. And that's Val- cooking our food. This cooking. And Valor just keeps going, you're crushing it, JJ. You're crushing it, JJ. And, uh, and I, it, it made me laugh. But it's one of those things that it really is It's contagious. Uh-huh. It's this, hey, this gratitude. And, and people like to be told, hey, I see what you're doing. And it's it's it it means something. It's mm-hmm. it's great. Um, and uh, and so I, I I agree with you. But I think we we overcomplicate evangelism and gratitude and thanking people and speaking life over people is what we would call pre-evangelism. That's pre-evangelism conversations, pre-evangelism activities, pre-evangelism um, 
you know, just functioning. So I, mm. I couldn't agree more with the thought of, uh, of just thanking people. Yeah. So if you're looking for, if you say, Hey, in this season in particular, maybe the holiday season is a little more difficult for you. Maybe, you know, this year has been a really tough year and you're walking into Thanksgiving with, or, um, you know, maybe you're listening to this later and you're going into uh, a family gathering and you just feel so much shame or guilt over the things you've experienced this last year. Maybe, um, it's just been hard and there's loss and grief that you're experiencing. And none of those things are minimized by choosing gratitude. Mm -hmm. What it does is it just simply puts our hearts and our minds on the provision and the, and the banner and the breakthrough bringer that God is. And so if we turn our attention and our affection to the King of Kings and away from, not necessarily, doesn't mean that those things didn't happen or they don't, not even, co and they coexist together. You, you know, people are complicated. You can have more than one feeling at mm -hmm. a time, you know, but changing our, what, what is the loudest voice in your head Yeah. and what gets the most weight in the decisions you make and the thoughts you have. And it gets to be the things of God. And gratitude is all over scripture. And um, one of the things I think it's important for us to take away today is in Colossians 3. And it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to a peace and be thankful. And that's verse 15. But verse 17 says this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Yeah. Thanksgiving is just so crucial to having a win-win life, mm -hmm. um, but it's crucial to your survival as a Christ follower. Yeah, that's right. And it really... Again, like you said, being grateful does not minimize uh, a feeling or a situation. You know, if uh, I, I think the biggest example for us, and and it's been mentioned recently, but whenever we went through that that first miscarriage, and a friend of mine, Drew Wells, uh, texted me the verse from Philippians one that our God is is uh, faithful to carry every good, good work. work. Yep. The one, yeah, that's right. Uh, start a good work, okay, to completion, and um, the, it didn't change the situation or circumstance. It did. It didn't. It didn't change. The baby was still gone, uh, but the outlook on it did change. Mm -hmm. um, that because with eternity in mind, we will get to meet that baby. You know, because you know we we believe that you know life starts at conception and and all that kind of stuff. But I just thought that um, our. our Gratitude changes our outlook to an eternal perspective. Yeah, you know, and, and and great great examples. When Jesus is on the cross, they stripped him naked. He's he, all this stuff, and one of the things he says is, "Forgive them, because they know not what they do." So, how in a moment like that can he? Um, he's not necessarily being grateful for the moment, but he's still thinking about others. So yeah. he's not consumed by the offense. He's not consumed by the pain. So, and and you know, well, that's Jesus. Well, Stephen, I think it's in it's in. Acts uh, seven, I think Stephen, who the first Christian martyr, when he's when they're about to stone him to death, he says, "Forgive them, well, they don't they don't know what they're doing." And so they have such gratitude for heaven, and I I think it's um it's 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 in First or Second Corinthians, no no no, I don't remember. It's in Romans Romans eight eighteen, yeah Romans eight eighteen, where Paul says, "I don't even compare." these present sufferings with the future glory. Yeah. Um, and so, again, it doesn't minimize the, the, the pain of a moment, 
but it does change the perspective. Yes, um, and and again, like we've all heard that people learn so much more from us in our in our failures than our successes. I would say that people could see so much more Jesus in gratitude during the hard times um, than gratitude when everything's doing. You know, even even the unbeliever. I think it's James that says, you know, uh, oh no, no, it's not James. It's, it's Jesus when <laughs> he's talking about the least of these. You know, hey, you 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 fed and clothed your friend. Good for you. Don't even sinners do that? You know, and so like whenever you can have. Uh, a peace that surpasses understanding, and you can have a love and a pursuit of people, even whenever things aren't seeming to go your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it brings more more kingdom culture uh, than than really anything else. But uh, is, is there anything else that you would add on on onto this? Well, I think we do an exercise on Thanksgiving, and so if you are in a position where you um, help lead the time with your family, or maybe you talk to the person who does. We do an exercise every Thanksgiving where we have everyone in the room go around the circle mm-hmm. and um, talk about, and I want to share, I'm going to share a story really quick because I want, it just kind of pulls a lot of these pieces together. Um, we share one thing that you're grateful for, and you're not supposed to repeat things, but sometimes people do. Oh, there's so many people in there now. And um, our second miscarriage, actually, um, I was at the hospital the um, day before Thanksgiving, and um, so I miscarried on Tuesday. I had a DNC Wednesday, and we had Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I was in a super, um, just I was in a super difficult place. Really, my heart was just super broken. And uh, but Zach's cousin, who was there, they had just had their brand new baby. Like their baby was three weeks old, and it was amazing. And in the circle, several people in the family talked about how grateful they were for that baby, which is so true. And it was so wonderful. And with every moment of gratitude for that baby, my heart ripped like deeper and deeper. I just, I just remember thinking, I have got to get out of this room. I've got to get out of here. And, um, it came, uh, the circle got around to me, which then at that point I'm like, Oh good. I got to go toward the end, which is super great. You don't want to be at the end. You better have something really good to be grateful Mm -hmm. for if you're at the end. And, um, I just remember I said, I said, I'm just grateful for opportunity. I'm so grateful that, that we have opportunity to you know, um, we were, I was working on something new at the time and, um, so just super excited and grateful. And, um, we prayed over the food and I remember leaving and I just had to go and take a minute and I went and stepped into a bedroom and I just, I cried first. I just had to go cry for a minute. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I, I, I still like, I was so grateful for the Lord. And so I wasn't grateful that my baby wasn't with me, but I remember taking that second and just telling the Lord how grateful I was for his presence. I'm so grateful that you did that you haven't left me. I'm so grateful that you see mm-hmm. what's happening in my heart right now. And so I just challenge you like that is a super great exercise one to do with your family. But if you're sitting in the circle and you're listening to all these people be grateful for all this stuff that you desperately long to have, you can still choose gratitude in the moment. Didn't somebody come in there? They did. Actually, your sister came in. Yeah. Um, and who's Who's been through that. Yeah, has experienced it. And she walked in and she said, hey, I knew. I knew that I knew when they were saying it every time, I knew exactly what you were experiencing in the moment. And so she just came and loved me right where I was. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell me to get over it. She didn't tell me, hey, you, you know, pull it together and get out there. I did. I pulled it together, went out there and smiled. And um, but it was it, it was just an opportunity. It's an opportunity um, when people express what they're grateful for. And then when you see someone in the room that is wrestling to be grateful, yeah. you can meet them 
in that moment and love them and be Jesus to them. Yeah, I think those are some great win-win steps, you know, as far as what is next um, in your walk with God, sharing that gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, because you you really can. You can go and you can speak life into people. You can go and lift them up uh, with gratitude and 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 really share. It is it is contagious and go and share what you're grateful for about them. And something else, we don't we don't just wait for Thanksgiving. Every time somebody has a birthday, everybody right. everybody at the table uh, takes time to say their Birthdays, favorite thing about Mother's, them. Mother's Day, Father's Day, yeah. you say what you're what you're most grateful for about that person. And it's, it's all they all it's always feels awkward, but then I can't tell you how many times people afterwards have just said they they didn't know how much that would mean to them. But I think that's a great what is next step uh, for our walk with God is looking for opportunities to give and to share gratitude. But then I think who is who is next? You know mm-hmm. who. Who is either somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus that we can share some of this uh, this gratitude that is above circumstances? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but but then also, who is somebody in your life who is a who even who is a believer uh, who you can share uh, some of these gratitude disciplines with? Who you can mm-hmm. share uh, some of that? So uh, we just believe, or we know we don't believe. We know we know that we know that we know that your purpose is to win your world, and we're honored uh, that we get to be a part of it. So. Uh, that in itself is something to be grateful for, uh, that God has given us the opportunity to be a part of the Great Commission of winning the world to Jesus. So we love you. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you next week.